Good love our gracious queens Are throughout their just queens Their time has come United Queendom For a few years now, someone who I trusted to follow me on my personal Instagram account has been consistently selling stories about me to Take A Break magazine. After a long time trying to figure out who it could be, for various reasons, I had a suspicion. To try and prove this, I came up with an idea. I blocked everyone from viewing my Instagram stories except one account. Over the past five months, I've posted a series of full stories, such as when I left my washing in the washing machine for over a day. That made the front page of Take The Break, I tell you. <laughs> now I know for certain from which account it is from. I have saved and screenshotted all the original stories, which clearly show just one person has viewed them. It's Ed Dyson's account. <laughs> Come on, people. If you don't know what that's a reference to, you've been living under a rock this week. Well, we actually do have a lot of international uh, listeners who will not know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> we'll be about. absolutely baffled, being like, oh, Charlie. Everybody knows who Wayne Rooney is, don't they? Isn't he? He's yeah. a famous worldwide fan. No, every, yeah. We, we shouldn't be talking about football. But he, <laughs> Colleen Rooney is his wife, and she has outed fellow wag, who's now known as Wagatha Christie, Rebecca Vardy is selling stories about her. Oh, and feud this, of the century. This podcast is obviously meant to be about drag race, but we can't ignore the big the big news. The who? big news. Brexit now, Nobel Peace Prize, who? who? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to, I think for this decade, it's basically that moment, kind of like our 9-11, of like, you go, <laughs> you're going to remember where you were when, when, you, when, when it you, happened. When you read that tweet. History is going to be defined by before and after, after. Colleen went there. <laughs> it's just... Are we even going to talk about the episode this week? Or do we just have to get into this? We just do. We have to get into Wagatha Christie. I'm surprised BBC was even functioning. I'm surprised <laughs> they didn't clear the schedules. They'd be like, guys, emergency. Where were you when you found out? Where was I? I was, <laughs> it was a cold Thursday morning. <laughs> it was, the wind was blowing in my head. No, I was in the office and I got a, a tweet from Ben Wetherill. Shout out. Oh my God. Um, gorgeous playwright. Uh, and time stood still. You told the boss, I'm going to have to take a half day. annual leave. I My friend Annabelle messaged me and I just stood there and I just like st- stood agape. Is that what? <laughs> I stood agape. Slightly aroused. <laughs> and I was just like, this is going to, this has changed everything. <laughs> life has new meaning. Gave my life meaning. Yeah, didn't really <laughs> it did. Have a lot going on. But yes, um, we should talk about Drag Race. We that should. Is our purpose. The greatest show on the planet. And I want to, first of all, obviously, thank everyone who's been tuning in thank to you. United Kingdom this week. Thank I you, people. I found it really overwhelming, really, that just so many people have been messaging and slipping into the DMs and just telling us how Lucky much they you. enjoyed it. Slip <laughs> into my DMs, please. Please slip into Charlie's DMs. And as always, send all your trolling to Charlie. Um, one listener said that we made the commute bearable for them, which is... Um, what a compliment. In London, it does not get better <laughs> but, uh, that, Because we all know how awful the commute is, including me getting here today, which is fucking awful. Another said that they love your laugh, Charlie. Oh, thank you. So that's becoming iconic. I might make it my first impression of the week. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> and, uh, and the one thing that I thought people criticised for was doing too many impressions... But people love the impressions, so there's going to be lots more of them. Hurrah. And regret encouraging us on that front. Um, one bit of negative feedback that we did have. Um, one guy called me 
perverted on Facebook. Oh, really? But I've blocked my dad now, so that's fine. Hey! Yeah, it wasn't my dad, but yeah, someone called me pervert. So I was like, I think that's a good sign, getting trolled. You are? We've made it. And you've I, made it. <laughs> what you've got called perverted on social media. Yeah, it's happening. And then um, another person said that they, um, one issue was they couldn't tell us apart. Um, homophobic? All gays sound the same, apparently. Oh, all right. So all right, from I'm now on, from now on, I'm <laughs> going to be debuting my straight voice for the rest of the episode. <laughs> <clears throat> Here we go. All right, Charlie. How's it going, son? <laughs> oh my God, I'm quite hard. That was, <laughs> <laughs> that was more dot cotton, wasn't it? <laughs> straight man. No, let's talk to our gay voices. Do people even need to tell us apart? Is that even important? No. <laughs> okay. Right, should we get into this week's episode? We can. Episode oh. two, people. Uh, right, on this week's episode, we have coming up interviews with, oh my God, we've got names, 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 darling. All Michelle names. Visage, <gasps> Something Wong, <gasps> and Ross Matthews. <gasps> That's my Ross Matthews. It's more like Ralph Wiggum, wasn't it? <laughs> hey, bird. Um, so yeah, let's get into this episode, which is called Downton Draggy. So we start off by finding out, well, we didn't find out, we found out last week. Gothy's gone. I know, poor Gothy. Gothy Kendall, Gothy Kendall. So just because she's gone, you're still not going to stop doing that. No, I'm, she's gone, but not forgotten, people. One person said that was their favourite part of the episode, was she doing that throughout? <laughs> just throw them a few more, like, ease them out of it. <laughs> she leaves a lipstick message that she's the UK's pork chop. So obviously the first queen to go hey, in America. Hey, Porkchop. Hey, Porkchop, who's obviously iconic. And my impression of Porkchop uh, that I've been doing now for over 10 years is as follows. I've been doing this a lot longer than you have. <laughs> Do people even remember Porkchop? I <laughs> know if that's accurate. I'm sure all two of you out there will understand. <laughs> will have got that reference. From the lost season. <laughs> my friend Rich will definitely get that one. Don't. Um, will she be as iconic as Porkchop, do you think? Well... To put it bluntly, no. I think... I think the th- all right, all right. Give it to us straight. I think... He's a dad gently. I think the thing that um, will make her iconic is you just continuing to keep doing... <laughs> Keeping the dream alive. Yeah. You and Gothi are going to race that one into the ground. Um, <laughs> and we start off by Vinegar. She's not messing about. She says, sorry, but someone had to go. She doesn't care. Um, and Vivian's like, the body's not even cold, girl. Um, so what do you think you'd be like in it, that kind of competition setting when people are leaving? Would you be like upset or would you be just another one down? I think, you know, you've got to be upset for a bit. Pretend yeah. to be. Exactly, pretend to be upset. That's what I would do. <laughs> pretend to be crushed. Well, they've been there like two days at this point. Are you really that sad someone's left? I know. And exactly, you want, you know, you're there for a competition. You're there for the airtime. You're there to get as far as possible. Let's be real people. Yeah, and you barely know these bitches. But yeah, I would ham it up. I would be like, oh my God, I can't believe it. But... Just for the airtime, really. Um, Vivian starts bitching. Um, this is, seems like it's going to be quite a common theme in the series, <laughs> definitely in this episode. Vivian bitching about Cheryl. Cheryl is loud and obnoxious. So that seems to be a storyline. Um, do you agree they with that? They're coming for this episode. Yeah, they're did kicking she know you up. last week. She didn't. You know, I'm a big Cheryl fan. I'm a Cheryl stan. Oh, the Essex thing. I forgot you're so you biased. God, I am biased. This is not This is not the BBC people. We can be as biased as we like. <laughs> no one's fucking paying us. So. Exactly. This is a very unbalanced reporting. I wasn't expecting her to be put forward as a villain. Um, and it seems that way. And it seems like just by kind of apparently annoying them by being to Alyssa Edwards, it seems. Um, I so- get that. She is bringing the tongue pop. She's being very, uh, here we go, derivative. Oh, hello. Good word. Thank God, you. have got a lot of good words today. So many good words in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Some team thinks that they're all going to be dressing up as vaginas for the runway. 
Classic. If this was a runway, what would you do for it? What would I, how would I dress up as a vagina? <laughs> I think I, my favourite term for a vagina is um, a badly packed kebab. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, female listeners. Sorry, we're going to lose all the females. Um, <laughs> so you dress up as a kebab? I dress up as a kebab with like bits of lettuce falling <laughs> Ooh, that's so Manila Luzon, high concept. I know, very high concept. Yeah, bits of lettuce, bit of um, red cabbage falling at me air. That's what I'd have. Kebab of chips, yeah. I, <laughs> I would do, I would just be myself because everybody already thinks I'm a twat. And all, all perverted. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm bang on about my troll, it's clearly got to me. <laughs> uh, we get into the mini challenge. Rue says that um, us Brits, we like to queue. Um, he's, he's right, isn't he? We do. Well, I think we hate queue and we just don't like to say anything about it. Yeah, we're too polite. We're to too polite. But if you go to somewhere like America, you re- like when I'm in New York, you realise it's a fucking free-for-all and you actually miss it and you're like, oh, I actually... Miss the lines. order. I love lines. <laughs> I sound like a drug addict. But <laughs> <laughs> sound like one. So they... <laughs> Edit that out, Moon. Oh, wait, we haven't said hi to Moon yet. Hello, Moon. Moon. Hi. Well, we did say hi to Moon. We haven't just completely blanked him. <laughs> I mean, we haven't <laughs> said hi to him on the podcast. Um, we, ha- we have to point out the fact today that me and Charlie, to... I don't know if everyone knows this about us yet, but gay men um, are sat here in a white t-shirt and a black t-shirt and our straight producer, Moon, is sat here in a fucking amazing Lady Gaga t-shirt. Let's clap for It's gorgeous. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Moon, we have to ask you, what's your favourite Lady Gaga song? This is a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, I think, uh, I like the new Star Is Born song. Right, we're going to edit that out. We're going to have to... That is not the right answer. (laughs) (laughs) No, Shallow, you mean. That is a good song, but come on, you've got to pick a classic. Bad Romance? Nah, not Bad Romance. Born This Way? Um... Moon, take that t-shirt off right now. You (laughs) do not deserve it. (laughs) Any excuse to get Moon naked? Oh, no, it's true. Right, so so Rue is playing Top or Bottom, which um, leads me to ask a very personal question about you, Charlie. What star sign are you? Hey! <laughs> no, they were playing, um, anyone who wants to watch, uh, know Charlie's sexual preferences can just watch his stand-up. And your next gig is... On the Wednesday. 16th. Yeah, come down. Seven Dials Comedy Club. He's amazing. Oh, and Roast Battles. I'm doing November now. I'm roasting the Romanian R- Victor, who runs the um, uh, Roast Battle, and is also the number one roaster. So hi, Victor, if you're listening. You better be. I'm going to roast you even worse. Um, in the mini challenge, there... Oh, wait, and when's your next Roast Battle? 25th of October. With, against Anthony Gillet, he's going down. He is going down. Hopefully on me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the mini challenge, this is a fucking shady mini challenge. It was. I genuinely thought, though, he was going to ask, put the tops and bottoms of the group. I thought, I thought we were good. going there. I was like, that's a step too far. I think it would have been exclusively tops, so a waste of time. But, um, <laughs> I mean, bottoms. We're all, <laughs> we're all tops. And, uh, yeah, it's shady. So they're asking... Um, the Vivian to put all the other queens in order from the biggest competition to the least competition. So how would you play this if it was you? Oh, I'm really surprised you picked Vinegar at the top. Well, well, Vinegar has been in West End. And I think, do they know at this point there's an action challenge coming up? I know they don't. No, they don't. See, that is quite weird. It is quite weird. She hasn't shown, I mean, she's a confident girl, but I don't know. Do you think she wanted to do it almost to be nice as in like you were in the bottom two last week, a bit of a confidence boost? Maybe it's a bit of Maybe they're just mates. Maybe you just put your mates at the top, don't you? I think her best mate is Bagger. But she oh. just picked Bagger next. 
So, I mean, what I would do in that situation, I think, is be quite strategic and put all my big competition at the bottom just to kind of freak them out. Oh, okay. oh a little bit of mind games. Yeah. Look at you. Well, Vivian does kind of do that with Cheryl. I don't know if she does serious competition, but it feels like she puts her at the bottom just to piss her off. Which yeah. absolutely works. Um, and I'm living. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that um, kind of thing of... Everyone just there nervously thinking, oh, am I going to be picked last? Did you did you ever have that experience? Get picked last at school, yeah. Aww. I was always picked last. And I used to, um, in football, I used to fake hay fever to get out of playing football. So. I actually did have hay fever, so that's no joke. <laughs> Do not wear my suffering. I'm sorry. Is that very triggering right now? Very triggering. <laughs> I did, because I used to cry as I was and I used to like, say it was like severe hay fever. Oh, and I couldn't true. play football. Oh, bless you. I never tough. got picked last. Um, All right. Because I never participated. <laughs> in the first place. I just pretended to have a sprained ankle. And when I left school, my PE teacher, um, like... But gave... who were you? <laughs> <laughs> who was this kid? <laughs> he gave me um, all my uh, sick notes in, like, one box. And it was, like, this huge shoe box filled with all my sprained ankles. Oh, my God. And he kept them all. It's quite creepy looking back. <laughs> it's like an art piece. He's dead now, actually. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we? Downton, um, Downton Draggy. Um, so are you a Downton fan? No, I've seen... Oh, I think I've seen two episodes. There's two more episodes than <laughs> you. I have seen, yeah. My favourite line from Downton Abbey is someone genuinely said, I need to go upstairs to take off my hat. Was that one of the dramatic lines? <laughs> that was one of the dramatic lines. That rivals Colleen Rooney. <laughs> it does it the drama. Rebecca Vardy's a <laughs> My knowledge of Downton is purely based on Ben de la Creme's snatch game of like, we originated the language. <laughs> that Iconic. Rupal, is it? So I was thinking that like, no one's going to top that. Um, the only period drama I like is um, Carrie. I stole <laughs> that joke off of Raja from the show. But, <laughs> but no, I don't like any period dramas. I don't like Downton Abbey. Um, do you like the acting challenges? I mean, they are atrocious. <laughs> are they meant to be bad? I don't think they're meant to be that bad. I think they're meant to be tongue-in-cheek bad, but they are bad. But in the older seasons, when they did... Do you remember um, there was Latrice Weller, get those nuts out of yeah. my face? Well, that was like a... Wasn't that a good acting challenge? Yeah, it was fun. It was just... But some of the... Right, I don't know what's happened. Or is it the queens that are just kind of not selling it? I don't know. But yeah, the acting challenges always have got a bit... A little bit hit and mess. Like, yeah. Um, but they always usually give us an iconic moment, including later in this episode, which we'll get to. Um, uh, for the acting challenge, Viv and Scaredy are team captains, because Viv won last week and Scaredy was considered the least competition. Um, Who would you have picked first? Your team captain? Uh, I'm team captain. I get to choose anyone. So we know it's an acting challenge. I guess I would pick... I probably would pick Vinegar, because we know she's been in the West End. Yeah. And I probably would pick Bagger as well, because she just seems like she'd be able to act. Although... Would a bagger upstage you though? Is there that? That's a good point. But the thing with team challenges is if your team wins, usually good yeah. Teams, you're all safe yeah, anyway. you're right. So you don't want to give yourself a, a dud. Um, Cheryl is pissed off about her rankings. Davina's annoyed to be on Scaredy Cat's team. And then we have a bit of a funny moment where Vivian has to explain tuppence to Rue Paul. <laughs> I love that they're kind of incorporating the fact that Rue doesn't get all the references and explaining it. Um, do you, did you know what tuppence was? As in the actual tuppence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or did you know it was a vag? No. <laughs> no, did you know it meant vag? Yeah, but oh, I did, if you said what is tuppence... Why are you saying tu- vag now? <laughs> I can't even get the whole word Kebab out. Kebab and vag. Vagine, um, um <laughs> But I didn't know how much it was. If someone said, like, what was the um, monetary value of a tuppence? It's two pence. But as in two... Is it still two P? Well, it doesn't exist anymore. 
So what was it? I think we know as much about the coin as we know about the actual vag. <laughs> we just don't get it all top and. If you want to slide in my DMs about send your dick pics to me and also send me your knowledge about old. British send, currency. <laughs> send me your tuppences. Thank you. Uh, oh, can I just say, this is my favourite shade of the week. Is when Crystal gets picked last. <laughs> she then goes, I'll be there playing the Canadian cousin. And RuPaul just goes, yes. <laughs> it's my favourite shade. Ru is quite shady. It was so good. I'll play the Canadian cousin. Yes. You do it, <laughs> <laughs> it hun. <laughs> She took it well, though, being picked last, because if it was me, which I've never experienced because I never participated... Right, we, get picked, we get it, we get I it. I would throw an Alaska Thunderfuck style tantrum about it. Ooh. It would make great TV, but I'd probably be quite mortifying. Um, Vinegar says that Scaredy Cat is like a good fart, silent but deadly. So the shade is kind of seeping in now. It's a shade pooping in. Um, <laughs> we get the team names, Vivian's team, <laughs> Team Slag. Imaginative. Well, it's a, a few people commented this on the internet. They were like, the American teams are always like, Team Glamazonia, fierceness, yeah. And then we're just, <laughs> Team Slag. Team Slag. We're just quite team blunt slag. Um, Blue gets a bit of foreshadowing shade from Rue, because Rue always does this. Yeah. He goes up to the queens and he's like, oh, are you sure that's going to work? Classic. Or, you didn't do so well last week. What are you going to do this week to make sure? You... Stirring the pot. I know, and then they always say like, oh, I'm going to do better. And Rue just looks like, Oh, I hear that a lot. And it's like... Oh. But I agree with that. I think Blue is flying under the radar a bit. She needs to pop. Didn't she do the pound last week? She did. That but was then, iconic, wasn't it? It was. But then, like you said, because it came out after something one stamp, it lost its she, impact. Yeah, that's true. I feel like she's fading in. Come on, Blue. It's come sad, the, this always Come through, on, Blue. <laughs> come, Blue. This always happens on Drag Race. It's always... I think it's sad when someone enters and is a bit shy, they all point out how shy they're being. And if you're <laughs> yeah. feeling shy and nervous, the last thing you want is people fucking pointing it out to you. <laughs> it just makes it worse. Um, continuing with her shade, Rue says Scaredy Cat is typecast by playing an annoying bitch. Um, so that's kind of setting her up for... <laughs> we feel like we're getting a setup for the lip sync that we know eventually happens now, isn't it? It's They're being pushed towards yeah. kind of failure already. You can spot the signs in each episode. Yeah. Who's going to lip sync? Try not to, because it ruins it. But if but, you yeah. pay close attention, <laughs> you kind of know what's coming. But before we get into the main challenge, let's go to an interview that I had with Michelle Visage. Ooh. Yep, she was discussing Drag Race and Strictly Come Dancing uh, at this week's Specsavers Awards. Oh my God, I'm loving her on Strictly. Names, names, names. Oh yeah, she's on tonight. Good luck, Michelle. Good luck. you're listening. <laughs> we know you're listening, Michelle. Good luck. She's on the edge of her seat. Um, so yeah, this is our interview with her. Enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> You're doing so well on Strictly. That's just one week. Wait till you see the rest of it. Is this like one of the most overwhelming points of your career? No, I mean, I was in a girl group that was pretty oh, massive. Okay. I was on the Bodyguard soundtrack, yeah. So for me, it's it's an amazing moment. It's my fourth, fifth time around, and I'm so grateful for every moment of it. So grateful. Do you feel like you could win Strictly? It feels I like don't you could. even think about that. I have to think about the salsa, that I'm on day two, and it's really hard. You, so if I think about winning, that's going to take me out of what I need to think about. You were giving me Madonna last week. I was I'll give you Madonna Mac. every week. I okay? know, and I know you're a big fan like me, and yeah. I was like, I'm channeling it. I'll give it to you every week, yeah. Um, is your husband worried about the Strictly curse? Not is he aware of it? We've been married for nearly 23 years. Is he over if here? If anybody wants this at this point, he'll be like, take it, but no. Not, well, he's not. some sexy dances. I'm sure a lot of people want it. You have to be sexy with a sexy yeah. dance. Gio's happy, I'm happy. We're a great couple as partners. And we're really good friends. Nothing more than that. And were you um, 
worried about the reception Drag Race UK was going to get. Oh yeah, yeah. I was not worried at all about the reception because I know how amazing it is, and I worked five years to get this show made. So this was the moment I've been waiting for, and I'm so grateful and so happy that everybody loves it. And thank you for doing it. I don't think it would have happened without you. No, it absolutely wouldn't have. <laughs> and Rue loves it here, and that's all I care about. And is this a prosthetic nose? No, it's a real one. <laughs> thank you, I love you. United Queendom. Did you hear that Michelle was like offended that I called this a huge moment in her career at the moment? Because I was like, oh my God, this is such a big moment in your career. And she was just like, well, no, I've been in a pretty good big girl band and I've done the Bodyguard soundtrack. And I was like, all right, Michelle, I was just trying to like all right. praise you. Don't act like Strictly is not the best thing in your career. <laughs> Calm down, love. I still love you, Michelle, but come on, let a girl compliment. Exactly. <laughs> was she a gorgeous in real life? Oh my God, she is stunning. Is the face beat? Oh my god, she's the greatest drag queen of all. She is. <laughs> um, I met her for the first time last year, and so it was exactly a year because that was the Attitude Awards as well. Um, all right, <laughs> listeners, you know Ed, Ed goes to the Attitude Awards every year. This is my thing, isn't it? Just oh dropping my, my name. just dropping your names. Well, I have to right. say where I interviewed these people. I <laughs> <laughs> oh did. Moon cut it out. <laughs> so we're into uh, rehearsals now with Michelle, um, who looks amazing on TV as she did in real life when I saw her at the Attitude Award. No, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she's scaring the crap out of the contestants. Um, Bagger is um, coming in dressed as like an old maid, and she's just um, she's hilarious from the oh jump. from the off. You know she's gonna be the best. Yeah, you kind of know she's. I mean, I had this spoiled because I spoke to her at what event. <laughs> Uh, the Attitude Awards! I spoke to her at that and she was like, oh my god, babe, you're going to absolutely love this week's episode. It's my absolute favourite. And I was like, oh, so bagger, you won then. She's like, I can't say, but it's my favourite. I was like, oh, great, it's spoiled. You fucking won. <laughs> and yeah, she, um, I like that she misunderstands Michelle because Michelle's saying much oh. better, which is the line, but she thinks it's asking for improvement. <laughs> and then she has to explain it again. And then she has to explain it again. again. <laughs> it's like, yeah. She's not quick on the uptake, is she, Bagger? No, but she ended up doing much better in the actual <laughs> challenge. And now I think we can safely say that much better is going to haunt Bagger forever. She is. If she hasn't put that on a t-shirt yet, she needs to. Oh, I think she's already fucking branded it. She must have been waiting for this episode. So now she's going to be flying. She had the tote like... bags, the pins, the badges, the t-shirts ready to go. But in like Sainsbury's in five years time, people are going to be coming up to her and she's just going to be like shaking. Like, please <laughs> don't say that much again. Better. It's very hard though when you meet a celebrity not to say their catchphrase. It's like, <laughs> but um, I try and contain it. But um, yeah, and something does uh, Mariah. I don't really know why Mariah is part of the Downton Dragon. Yeah, Channel. I don't know where this has come from. It's a bit weird. And Mariah is a little bit of a, a drag race curse. Cause yeah. The, the challenge on um, is it season 11 that led to the. Oh, iconic, the church challenge, yeah. To the six way lip sync. The six way lip sync. Because none of them knew anything about, about Mariah. Mariah. Which I think is sacrilege. Are you a Mariah fan? Uh, I like the, the persona of Mariah. But not the music. I Don't Know Her is one of my all-time favourite catchphrases. That is, that is iconic. I that is up her. there with Colleen Rooney, I would say. <laughs> is that up there? Public shade. But I wish they'd have chosen a British pop star now. Yeah, that would have made a lot more sense. They could have done, I don't know, Adele. Tori Wilcox. <laughs> <laughs> Bring her back. <laughs> Bring her back. But yeah, so something's left with Mariah. And um, we get Scaredy, who's being very whiny. I think she sounds like sort of pheromone with a sore throat. She's just like... Oh, it's like, oh God, this is getting old fast. And you're kind of smelling a bit of bottom two. <laughs> Smell, smelling <laughs> <back>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, That sounded so much worse than it was. 
Davina is doing very well, but she's annoying to be like dragged down by everyone else. But she's still not. I thought she would have been better. Is that shady to say? I feel like she wasn't reaching. I thought she would be as good as Bagger, and she's not quite reaching it. I feel like she was as good, but I think she says in the episode, like when everyone else around you is crap, it makes you seem worse. Yeah. So if she'd been acting with someone good, I think How it I feel on this podcast. Yeah. Your... <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're now advertising for new co-hosts. Please send in your application. <laughs> <laughs> Vivian and Blue are bitching about Cheryl. So everyone's fucking having a go at Cheryl uh, for being too Alyssa and too American and for tongue popping too much. It is getting a bit too much. You tried to tongue pop last week and it was... It was abysmal, really. I mean, there's <laughs> no way of dressing oh. it up. Do you want to try again? I'm going to Here we go. I've been feature. practicing all week. Here we go, people. I've actually taken the week off work to practice. <laughs> Here we go. Right. No? no? That was better. That was better. Much better. <laughs> but it was still not. Um, it's I'll, not up there. Once again, I'll show you how it's done. Oh, thank oh, you. I set myself up really embarrassing. Here we go. Oh, here the big man's going. Here we go. I'm going to take a sip. Oh, he's preparing himself. Three, two, one. Oh, there we go. No, that actually wasn't that great. Oh, do you want another run at it? No, do you know what? Next week. We'll do it every week. <laughs> we'll yeah. do it every week. And one, one week you're going to be better than me and it's going to be the student becomes the... Teaching the dot to become the teacher. That's the way. <laughs> so Scaredy talks about being bi and how her sexuality is her girlfriend. So how do you feel? I feel like I've been guilty of this in the past where gay men sometimes are one of the worst people for kind of dismissing bisexual people. Do you think that that's Yeah, I think there's the case like you think it's they they don't exist or like, oh, they're just gay but they're they haven't come out yet. Well, because a lot of us gay men we did try the bi well, not try it but like pretended to be on oh the yeah you'd, I'll be bi yeah but yeah, it's like a, people say it's like a train stop on the way to the to gayhood well no one actually does say that <laughs> but I think there is a <laughs> train stop on the way to gayhood like well known phrase <laughs> <laughs> everyone really says that. that obviously moon that's one for the cuts yeah um, <laughs> but then nowadays there's bi I feel like we you know with gender not gender fluid but what's it when you're like sexually fluid sexual fluid there's pan <laughs> mm, sexual fluid there's pansexual which means you're not um attracted to gender you're attracted to pe personality yeah and then what's mark ronson whether you just come out as sapiosexual he's gone back in oh he's he gone was, back in the that's attracted to intellect but i think he was joking around on tv show and he had to like later um reverse that oh so now he's admitted he's also attracted to stupid people so <laughs> charlie you're still in <laughs> the chance there <laughs> thank god <laughs> Slide in my DMs, Mark. Slip yeah. into those DMs. <laughs> yeah. So, all of our bisexual listeners, we see you. We love we you. We stand with you. <laughs> Slip into our DMs. We love you. Um, we, we get more chat about uh, coming out because some Ting admits that she isn't out to her parents. And sometimes these conversations make me uncomfortable on Drag Race because um, I remember when Kim Chi, back in season eight, um, said she wasn't out to her parents. And RuPaul at the time was very much like, Oh, you need to tell them, you need to do this. And it's like, I think there has to be more respect that f it, within certain cultures, it's a lot harder. It's hard for any of it. Charlie, yeah. you look like you're laughing at me. I'm being serious. <laughs> <laughs> Are you waiting for me to say something? I'm like, I've just turned to freaking news night or something. It's getting very serious. <laughs> like panorama, what's well, yeah, going on? Well, yesterday was National Coming Out Day, so we have to take it seriously. <laughs> but I, I really do feel for something in that moment. And because it's National Coming Out Day, would you... Like to tell your story? My, actually, no, do you know what's quite relevant? I came out in Pizza Express. So, <laughs> 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 poor Pizza Express is going under, isn't it? We have no more. I saw those dough balls and we're like, what was it like a family dinner? It was me and my mum 
it was on the very last day of my of my secondary school and we went to Pizza Express to celebrate uh now it's 18 oh that's a college then oh yeah we can call it yeah like sixth form call it what you want babes call it what you want to uh take Pizza Quiz. Express to celebrate so uh, is quite poor <laughs> Yeah, mine is as well. <laughs> we did. That was a fancy restaurant back then. Um, I did. I had a Polo Ad Astra. Uh, <laughs> so had you gone with the intention of coming out or did it just kind of happen? I wanted to... Um, no, I wanted to come out on the very last day of school. That was like my plan. God, that's so... Like, it was I like relate a, to that. It was like a clean break. It was like my very, very last day of school. I'm telling my mum and then I said I like... Bought... Uh, what did I say? I think I said I like boys more than girls. That's a good way to put it, isn't it? But then coming out to my dad, um, when I told my dad, sorry, someone is easy. We're not that well off. <laughs> um, uh, I told my dad, I told my dad I was gay, and my dad replied with the iconic response of, "You do know I'm not gay, though." <laughs> You were like, so this isn't a date? I, just... I was like, this is not about you. He was like, yeah. Jamie, that's what my dad said to me. You do know I'm not gay. I was like, I wasn't accusing you of being... Do you think maybe he is? That does maybe too much. I think my dad might be in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, this podcast is like revealing stuff to me. And parents say such weird stuff. To... I mean, like, I don't blame them. And I, I think the older I get, the more I have sympathy for like, well, there is no kind of guide on how to do this. And they're taken by surprise. You have to have some empathy. But I remember when I came out, well, I didn't even come out. My mum and dad found out. But my um, one of the things that kind of upset me was that they said, um, we still love you. And, like, I know that's a nice thing to say. Yeah, but there but isn't, it's, yeah. It's kind of like the implied non-said part of that is, in spite of this, we yeah. still love you. And I I know that, that that's not intentional, but there are the little things when you're going through that period, because it is a very hard period, we can't deny that, that um, you do kind of set you off you're quite sensitive at that time and it's um so sensitive it's very very difficult but yeah i'm glad my parents did find out because i don't know how long it would have taken me to tell them i mean as all my friends reminded me constantly at school it was pretty fucking obvious so you shouldn't really <laughs> need to tell them i was running around with my step cds and stuff but um yeah it's a it's a um difficult thing and that's why we think it's really important to um give moon a bit of the platform now because it is coming out day moon mm-hmm. Have you got anything to say? Do your parents know your Aunt Moon is straight? <laughs> no, they're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, they Moon. were fine with it. Moon is straight. Unfortunately, right. Moon is straight. Did they? Did they? they st- brother's gay. Oh. oh, you've outed your brother. Good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> great. <laughs> we're not even in Pizza Express. <laughs> <We're being outed. laughs> but I just want to send a message to any young listeners who might be listening, who maybe aren't out. I just want you to know that when you do come out, life does get. Much better. Much better. <laughs> Thought I was going to be serious then, but no. And um, we're not done with the emotional moments. Uh, there's also an emotional moment with Vinegar and Scaredy Cat. Um, and I think overall the episode, much like this episode, is getting too emotional now. So let's lighten the mood with a chat that we have with an iconic celebrity guest, Caitlyn Jenner. Oh my God, how did you get her? <gasps> At the Attitude Awards? <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess. Here she is. Uh, hi there. Um, yeah, I, I'm Caitlyn Jenner. Um, we can call me Kate. I've, um, yeah, I've been, uh, watching the UK season of the, um, of the RuPaul's Drag Race. Is that right? Yep. And, um, 
yeah, so so far I'm I'm very impressed. Um, these girls, they um, they got a lot of spunk. Yeah, got a lot of spunk about them. Uh, especially that um that bag of chips. She looks like she's uh had a lot of spunk in her time. <laughs> so see, I can make jokes too. You know, uh, I'm not just strictly glamour. Do you know what I mean? Uh yeah, and like about seriously, I um I admire the girls. You know, I um. I know how hard it is to walk in heels. It's um, it's something I still struggle with sometimes myself, to be honest. Yeah, do you know what I mean? But um, my heart really went out to Scaredy Cat this week. Uh, she was unfortunately um, eliminated and told to sashay away. Uh, some people thought she was a bit too um too whiny in the challenge, but um, I get that she she made a mistake. And listen, I know all about making mistakes, okay? I married Chris fucking Jenner, so no one knows more than me, do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, right, I gotta go now, kids. Um, busy, 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 but uh, great chatting, and I'll um, catch up with you next week. Yep, see you next week. Thank you. How do I turn turn this thing off? Can someone get this for me? Okay. United Queen. So yes, that was Caitlyn Jenner. Obviously, it wasn't Caitlyn Jenner. That was um, <laughs> me impersonating her. Just in case you were fooled, guys. <laughs> so we shall uh, look forward to hearing from her legal team. Um, we get on the episode. We get Rue coming out. National coming out day. Rue comes out on the runway and Graham looking Rock. gorgeous. Oh my god, the black looks... dress was everything. High slit. Here for it. It looks kind of like what you'd wear to the Oscars, doesn't it? It's very, very glam. Or maybe the Attitude Awards. I wouldn't know. I've never been. I have. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Graham Norton makes his first appearance on the panel. Hurrah! What do you think of Graham? I love Graham. Who doesn't love Graham? I live you? by Graham. Do you? I live a street away from Graham Norton. Do you see him? I sound really stalkerish there. <laughs> I've seen him in. Oh my god, I sound really posh. I saw him in Waitrose once. You shop at Waitrose? <laughs> the only place we've got is a Waitrose. You've come a long way since Pizza Express, baby. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. I do. Well, when you got this podcast money. <laughs> Oh yeah, we are rolling. We're like rolling that podcast, man. You spend it in a bit of waitrose with Graham. So what? What was Graham buying when you saw him? Uh, he was buying, I think, a bottle of wine. I was literally going to joke that, but yeah, he was. Because <laughs> he even jokes about that on the panel. He says we get through a lot of um, box sets, and then he says like, a lot of boxes of wine. Because like Graham Norton is known for enjoying. Doesn't he? Doesn't he have his own? No, he has his own gin, right? Does he? I think Graham Norton has Graham Norton gin. Exclusive was well, not exclusive if it's being sold. <laughs> We're just literally going into it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love Graham and it's good to see him. Uh, although we kind of miss Alan a little bit. It would be good to Why have both they of not? Them. Yeah. Well, in America they rotate uh, Ross Matthews and Carson Presley, so I think they think two gays on the panel is just <laughs> too much. Too, just like this podcast. Exactly. Two gays is too, too many. Much. <laughs> That's the name of the podcast. Two gays is too much. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we also have as a guest judge Maisie Williams, another straight guest judge. Because we had Andrew Garfield last week. Too many straights? Too many straights. Too many straights here. Moon, can you make your way out? <laughs> um, and uh, do you watch Game of Thrones? I do. She's Arya. Arya or Arya? Arya. I don't watch it and I know that. <laughs> you sound like you're having a stroke. Arya. So did you watch the whole thing? Yeah, I've seen everything. I kind of admire people who managed to get through that. It feels like a, it was a slog. It was a slog. I'm not like a Game of Thrones stan. I just watch... I watch Game of Thrones like I watch Bake Off, just to understand... Very similar shows, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> all the murders. <laughs> all, the, all the dragons and everything. 
Cut Truly off. the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Just to know what people are talking about. Yeah, that's true. I, it, the, the last year, not being a Game of Thrones fan was very difficult because you were basically excluded from society. <laughs> I, kind of, I kind of thought about like whether I should even carry on because I was like, I'm just not part of this. So I did watch the last few episodes, even though I hadn't watched anything since season one. Yeah. And I didn't really understand what was going on. But I know that people are mad that that guy got the throne. Yes. That's some very deep commentary for you there. <laughs> Good analysis. Maybe I should stick to Drag Race. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so we've got our runway theme, which is Bond Girls. That's a good runway theme. It is I such think. a good runway theme. And what would you have done? I would have done... Um, do you know when Gemma Arsene got covered in um, oil? Or was that just my dreams? <laughs> <laughs> He's coming out straight. <laughs> We're going to go to Pizza Express <laughs> after the show. Um, in, uh, I think it was Quantum of Solace, she got killed by like being smothered in oil. I would have done like a, a black or <laughs> I would have like a black slick oil look maybe. Oh, that's like what Aquaria did for her mermaid. Exactly. That was, that's what I was thinking. Oh, and then you could slip into people's DMs because you'd be all oily. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what, what would you have done? I, I would have done M. Which was Judy Dench. Yeah, I would do yes. Judy Dench realness, <laughs> and I'd look like a geriatric lesbian, yeah. and I'd work it, bitch, in a, in a bit of in a flat. <laughs> yeah, flat. and then I'd win the challenge. Yes. Oh, um, are you um, are you a fan of Bond? I love James Bond. Really, I wasn't expecting yeah. that. No, I think it's just like iconic Britishness. No. Do you know one of the things I love about you? I can't predict what you're gonna like or not like. Oh, really? I really go either way. <laughs> I do go either way. <laughs> I, was like, I would have thought that you didn't like Game of Thrones and I would have thought you didn't like Bond and you like both of them. No, I like both of them. Re- no, I love Bond. Huh. It's just so, it makes you... <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I realise in this podcast I'm kind of so nationalist. <laughs> I thought that was so British. I love it. After last week, everyone thought I was a freaking Brexit party candidate. You did mention the BMP a lot last week. If they'd been <laughs> playing a drinking game where you said BMP, people would have been carried to hospital. <laughs> Absolutely exactly. Can I just say that I'm not a I'm not a supporter of the Brexit Party. It's National Coming Out Day and Charlie's <laughs> coming out as non BMP and we fully support him. Exactly. I'm much more of a applied Cymru kind of girl. <laughs> <laughs> Love a bit of Welsh independence. Um <laughs> God. Support what are your views? <laughs> Welsh independence. Oh, I'm all for it. Was that was that a Welsh accent? <laughs> was. Um do you think that I'm a fan of Bond? What do you think I think about Bond? <laughs> I think you find it boring. James Bond. No, I like James Bond. Oh, Me okay. and my dad used to go and watch every James Bond film uh, before I was gay. And then obviously that stopped. Oh. And then... I didn't realise you knew your dad. <laughs> just shocks me. Well, we keep in touch. We write letters. <laughs> uh, yeah, we used to... I always remember we went watched Goldeneye together and that was a special moment. And then... Um, because it was that was a good film. That was Pierce Brosnan's first, and there was that woman who kept like shagging people to death. Oh, do you remember that? Oh, <laughs> you're such a prude. <laughs> the guy was just wanting to dress up as a kebab vagina a minute ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, I still. What was the last one? Uh, not Sky. Spectre. Spectre. Yeah, it was all oh, right. That was shit. Yeah, Skyfall was epic. I wrote the first review in the world for Spectre. Oh, hello, humble brag. Yeah. I was working... Actually, I don't want to talk about that. Oh! <laughs> um, the Vivian... So we've got the runways now. Um, the Vivian is coming out as... Sher- Ser- Serena Shart. I wouldn't really um, slurry then. <laughs> I'm not drunk. I said, Serena Shart. Um, she's wearing a gold shimmery hooded jumpsuit inspired by Grace Jones. 
Are you living? I love it. It's like, it's got a bit of plum as well, isn't it? It's got a bit of plum colour to it. I don't know if that's the lighting of the runway. It's like a hood. You've got the massive sleeves. Oh, it's... you're right. It is plum. It's not gold. It is what plum. I think it is plum. Do you think that, like, the Vivian... She always looks amazing, but I feel like her confidence and swag could sell something that even wasn't. So sometimes I don't yeah. even know how good the outfit is, because I'm like, she, similarly to like Raja, when you come out and you just stomp that runway, it's like, I'm going to eat up whatever you wear. Oh, completely. It's all about selling it. Yeah, it's amazing. And then we've got um, some Ting Wong, who very much is a fan of pun names, because her pun name here is Mating. <laughs> Mating. She's um, wearing a black jumpsuit, revealing um, quite large bosoms. She say. loves the breastplate, doesn't she? She does. She's maybe our British version of um, India Farah. Did she used to wear the <laughs> What's on that shade if there ever was? Like, you're a British <laughs> India Farah. She's going to be on All Stars. Oh, really? That's not even a joke. Yeah, it's quite a surprising addition. Oh. That's kind of a spoiler. I'm sorry if you guys feel it's a spoiler. Well, it is a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, she's going to be on All Stars 5, so we can look forward to that. Um, Mei Ting is wearing black jumpsuit, yeah, the titties, hood, and a bald head. I live for the bald head. You love bald queens. I do love a bald queen. Yeah, so we've had I think such a velour. I think it's so much confidence to rock a bald head. Yeah, you have to really have face, face, face. It is. It's very, I'm, I'm getting Amber Rose vibes as well. Yes, and definitely getting Amber Rose. And kind of getting the hood to give me a bit Pussycat Dolls. Oh, yeah. When I grow up. Can we use that? Are we Are going to get sued? Do you know they have changed the rules on that? She used to be able to play the first 30 seconds of any song on a podcast, and now you're not allowed to play any. You're allowed to oh, sing them, cool. though. I'm allowed to sing it. Especially because you sing it so badly that it's not... <laughs> They're not even recognisable. Also, I can't believe when you think of a Pussycat Doll song, your mind goes straight to when I grow up. No, what like, should I go to? I'd go for buttons. Buttons? Buttons? <laughs> Gumdrop buttons? Um, yeah, I'm not a huge PCD fan. but I'm not. PCD. <laughs> what new drug you take taking? I was like, what? <laughs> Here he is pricked. Is that up. what the kids are doing nowadays? PCD? <laughs> well, the thing I love, one of the moments I love about something one's runway is when she turns around, well, actually, it's massive shade, but they say back rolls, <laughs> which, like, it's the first time that's been said on the UK series. And I personally think that is maybe the most iconic moment of Drag Race ever. <laughs> Do you think, in terms of like funny quotable moments? Oh, yeah, it's that. It's like either that or maybe the Shangela Sugar Daddy. Um, or go back to Party City. God, there's loads actually, but I yeah. feel like back rolls. It's featured a lot in the show. They reference it a lot. Look how fucking orange you look. Oh, oh God, you remember the wall? Yeah. It's Alyssa, man. She's the queen. She is. She truly is. And another iconic queen, Vinegar, who is Miss F Tits, Mrs F Tits. Sorry, <laughs> forgot she was married. Um, <laughs> she's uh, Fondle Tits. She's wearing a grey business dress. This is shocking. I'm sorry. Do you think it's that bad? This is bad. Just kind of like Come on, Perkins, that just looks like a it? casual Debenhams grey black dress. But I, I like the wig. Oh no, it's so flat at the top. Oh my god, you're right, I take back what I said. No, she looks like she's going to a business meeting. She looks like she's a chief regional manager at DFS. That's what she looks like. <laughs> she's about to be fired by Alan Sugar. She mm-hmm. is. She's on the, She's Apprentice episode four. She's cocked up the sales <laughs> figures. I don't think it's no. a bad look. I think it's um, a boring look. It's boring. Next we have Baga. And she's, um, they, they love the pun names. She's Laser Minnelli. Lay, good pun. And yeah, she's doing a full Liza Geesh. Is that a word? Yeah, it is. Yeah, full Liza Geesh. Um, Laja, Laja. Oh God, I sound like I've got asthma. You're <laughs> <laughs> right, babe. Like Liza. Do you, uh, one thing I noticed about Baga is, so she came out um, on the first runway as Amy Winehouse. Then she came out as the queen, which they all did. And now she's Liza. It's like, 
to use an old Michelle trope, are we seeing the real her? Is she always going to do a shtick? Do you think? I think she's going to give a shtick. Yeah. I'd be surprised if she's not always in character. I mean, I don't even know if I mind that. I, I quite don't like mind drag that. queens who are constantly doing a little character and shtick. But I, in the American show, usually you get quite criticised, like, for example, Derek Barry for relying too much on Britney. So I wonder if Bagger, that's maybe going to be a storyline for her that they're going to say, like, well, yeah. when do we see Bagger? I will say, I think this is an amazing look. I am a bit of a stickler for the theme. Yeah. I, like- I don't see Bond Girl in this. And I get the odd job hat. But that feels a bit of a stretch. Oh, I've kind of forgot it even was the Bond Girl runway for her. And I thought, right, and Liza's not... not even been in a Bond film. No, she, she, you'd think she'd do a theme tune. She'd do a good one. She would. Um, but yeah, you're right. But I think the hat is in, maybe is enough, enough of a Is right. it enough? Is maybe it a reach? white pussy would have been good. <laughs> Cat, white I mean. Pussy. <laughs> white pussy's always good. We're not doing the vagina runway again. Um, <laughs> next up we have Cheryl, who's double O dipshit. Um... Oh, God. This dress was so bad. Oh, I'm so glad you said that because I was just sighing then, thinking, I'm going to hate this and Charlie's going to look This was so bad. But the thing that really annoys me is I just... I love reveals, but if it's not good, it's worse than doing a reveal. And she rips off the black dress, which, good idea, because it's not good, but then just reveals, like, a plain gold um, leotard. It is so bad. And she comes out... And what she says... She says, um... She says it's like Met Gala realness. It's like, babe, it's more like Gala Bingo realness. That's what it is. You'd wear that down, getting your full ass at Gala Bingo. And she tongue pops. And really, it really is looks mess. like Alyssa. That wig is giving me a look. It's, and she's not cinched as well. It's bad. Flat chest. The, she's got a nipple out there. Oh, is it blurred? Because <laughs> no. on the American show, they blur a nipple. Because Valentina had her nipples blurred, blurred. in the interview lip sync. Uh-huh. Which, by the way, is one of my favourite moments of Drag Race history. Um, Cheryl, I'm sorry. I love you, Cheryl. But that was that was bad. Yeah, we can't really defend that in all good consciousness. That wasn't a word. Um, <laughs> Crystal is Wonder Whip. She comes out with a newspaper prop. Love a prop. And then she becomes James Bondage, um, taking off her orange coat to reveal, like, black P... PVC? Is that glue? Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> P- I'm thinking PVA. PV- yeah, you're thinking PVA. PVC, oh, that's what it is, no? Yeah, PVC, sorry, you're right. <laughs> With a high ponytail. And she's whipping, and she, like a proper... Do you think they had the sound effect for that? Because it's a proper like... Whoosh! It was a proper whip. And Maisie looks... I love that terrifying. look, though. I absolutely loved it. I loved it. And I chatted to Crystal this week at... Um, oh, where was it? Oh, where were you? Was it... No, it was the Attitude Awards, and she was absolutely lovely. Oh, nice. Um, so, yeah, we're a big fan of Crystal, and we're going to be airing that interview sometime in the future, but to be honest, we've got so many, we're going to have to spread them out a bit. Spread them, babes. Also spoke to Peppermint, so you can look forward to that in the future. She's also lovely. Um, Scary Cat, she comes out... Can you describe this? Because I don't really know what it is. It's like an aviator Amelia Earhart look. Oh, because someone says Amelia Air Shark, Shark, which I exactly. Loved. I love, to be fair, I love the boots. I'd wear that boot as a boy boot. <laughs> Just cash to work. And That's yet, what I would. And yet you still needed to come out. I, <laughs> uh, I do like the look. I just, I don't really... Is it one. on theme? I don't think it is. No, they do. I feel like that is... The Bond girls are always on ski... Jet skis, are they called? You don't wear that on a jet ski, babes. I'm not really into what sports. <laughs> well, no, she's like I'm an aviator pilot from the 1920s. Yeah, you're right. That's not... Why am I talking about jet skis? I don't know. Well, you've got... 
They've gone rogue. That's my problem. But she does have a prop, which I love, which is uh, she has the gun that says bang, and then me is on her knickers. So bang me. That's good. I like that. It's fun. I do. I like, I love the look out of context, in context. I'm like, babes, I'm a stickler for the theme. You are. And you have to be. You have to be. Because if not you, then who? Exactly. Well, Rue. <laughs> um, next up we have Davina. Oh my God, I'm really embarrassed about this. But I didn't get the pun name until I was writing the notes. So when I was watching the show, did you get it? Paracetamol. Paracetamol. Oh, you didn't get it either. I just I got it stupid. right here live on the podcast. I thought the joke was just eat them, eat them all. Yeah, I was with you. So but I was like, it doesn't really work. And then I was like, oh no, that's really clever. We're the smartest podcast hosts around, guys. <laughs> oh, we are nothing gets past shit. <laughs> nothing gets past us. I um, She's wearing, um, what's she wearing? She's got a bright red long hair um, wig going on. I love we've, that wig. We've got, I love the red eye patch. Glittery red oh, and black eye patch. Giving me Madonna, Madame X. Yes. Yes. Uh, and then like a big furry collar and like a long plum coat. Another long plum coat. Got to say, I love it from the neck up. Yeah, I love the whole thing, but I'm getting Bond villain. But does that count as Bond girl? I, I think I so. I was going to do Judy Dench, so I guess so. I can't do <laughs> um, And then we get Blue. Blue. I've got to say, I did not like this look at all. I hate this look. It's so chunky. That's what I was going to say, because she's like a little Slim. Twin. She's a slim she's girl. She's boxed herself out in this. I don't even not... know how she's done that. And it's like, why... It's... James Bond isn't sci-fi, so why has she got three boobs? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? And they're not even like... Because Evie Ugly <laughs> in the last season did three boobs in her finale look, and it looked really good. So it's not that I'm anti-three boobs. Who would be? these boobs look a bit more like, like scrotums. <laughs> three which scrotums! Which you think would mean we'd like them more, but right. apparently not. There was um, there's a bird in Total Recall. Have you seen Total Recall, that film? Is that Colin Farrell? That was the remake, but there was an original one with... Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger, yeah. And I remember seeing that one as a kid, and that a woman in that's got three boobs. Oh, um, I do know that. Yes. That's quite iconic, isn't it? And my cousin Dean said to me, Charlie, wouldn't you like that? A girl with three boobs, more to play with. And I just went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember at school when I used to pretend that I fancied Kelly Brook. Like, when everyone was like, who would you shag? I'm like, <laughs> Kelly Brook! <laughs> who would you shag? <laughs> Mortifying. Um, so then we get to see the results of the acting challenges. Um, the team Vivian, they killed it, didn't they? Oh yeah, they smashed it. Especially Bagger. Bagger, yeah. Tens across the board for Bagger. I mean, Vivian kind of was giving me Ben de la Creme vibes, because it's playing the Dame Maggie Smith character. Exactly. Um, so that was very good. I mean, it was like watching a real, real acting thing, so they all killed it. Some Ting let the side down a bit, but it still wasn't even... She that. had the hardest role, give it to her. Yeah, because we still don't know why Bagger yeah. was even there. Bagger saying, get in the cupboard, Chip. Favourite line of the week. <laughs> Get in the cupboard, shit. I wonder if when they're writing this challenge, they knew that much better was going to be an iconic catchphrase, or whether it is Bagger that has made it what it is. She's made it her own. She really has. And RuPaul says after their scene, it really is the golden age of television, <laughs> which is giving us reminiscent of last week's, you are now watching the BBC. <laughs> and then we get, so they show the strongest one first, and then obviously we see the... To put it mildly, the the shit show really. Oh, it was bad. Oh, it was really bad. And like you said, poor, before, poor, Davina was good. Poor Davina. Yeah, she couldn't save She's it though. Swimming in a sea of shits. Yeah. <laughs> really <laughs> is. We've all been there. <laughs> um, but they they rely on a lot of the things that the acting challenges always have. They always have like someone poisoning someone. They always end in a lesbian kiss. They always have a death. And it just feels a bit like I don't know, repetitive and. I applied to be a writer on the show, so obviously I'm a bit bitter, but Ooh. I feel like I could have done 
No, I think most people are like, a monkey could have done better than this, let's be honest. He's calling me a monkey. <laughs> and of course, Bagger wins. Oh, hands down, should have won. She's the right winner. Who Do you think anyone kind of came close? Uh, no, I think hands down she won. Vivian was confident, but not super funny. She didn't have, she didn't have a great line. Yeah, I wondered if um, Davina might get a win as in like, you're the losing team, but Davina gets a win. But it was like, Bagger was so funny, it would have been kind of weird. And it feels like the show loves her, so they want to kind of build her up at this point. Exactly. So, unsurprisingly, Team Scary Cat are all up for elimination. Um, but before we get into all that, let's go to two interviews that we have now with um, Ross Matthews and Something Wong from the Attitude Awards. <laughs> oh, they better give us some money for them and we're plugging them. Yeah. <laughs> they give me a goodie bag. Oh, really? Give me a free subscription. I can't read, but I'd... <laughs> I'll look at the pictures. I like the escort <laughs> bits in the back. No, they don't have that, actually. Yeah. Um, here are the interviews. Enjoy. So, obviously, I have to ask, have you watched Drag Race UK yet? I haven't seen the whole episode. I've been traveling. I was in Paris and here. But I've been seeing the response. Of course, I talked to Rue and Michelle after the filming, so they have filled me in on everything. Do you kind of feel weird watching it and not being there? Well, no, because I started that way in the US, too. You know, yeah. I watched from home. And then one day I showed up and never left. And so, uh, but I, I watch it as a fan. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a super fan of the show, just like you are. So, um, as much Drag Race as I can get, I'm there. And uh, what do you make of the differences with the British um, version? Well, I mean, the heart of the show is the same, right? The heart of the show are artists trying to express themselves and being celebrated for that, you know, and being given this amazing platform from Rue to show the world what they can do. And uh, I think that essence is the same. And uh, obviously Drag Race fans get way ahead of themselves. People, it's episode one, people are already talking about could they do a UK and US all-stars, like... A hybrid? Yeah. You know, the, the sky's the limit. I mean, who would have thought that we'd be all these years later with all these seasons and now franchises and all the Emmys? So who knows? I think in the world of Drag Race, anything is possible. And it feels like the show just gets bigger every year. Are you kind of, are you all waiting for the time when it kind of... Has peaked, so or is that never going to happen? It's so funny. I get asked that question all the time. Are you worried it's going to go away? I don't live my life like that, right? You know, when you get, when they bring you a fresh dessert to the table, you don't think about an empty plate. You just enjoy the dessert. So yes. just enjoy it. I just order two, just for when that happens. Yes, enjoy it. Yeah. You can order another one. That's a good idea, too. Um, how often have you come to the UK? Do you come quite a lot? I do come quite a lot. I would love to come more. Michelle has a flat here. She feels like an honorary Brit. Yeah. I would love to get to that point. I love being here. I love the people. I love getting to meet everybody. Um, and I've almost mastered the language. <laughs> Go on, do your impression there. No, stop. <laughs> um, if you, would you do any of our reality shows the way Michelle has? Yes, no one's making an offer. But uh, they know how to find me. <laughs> United Queendom. You look amazing. Thank you. What the fuck happened? You should have won episode one. Oh, everyone says that, but that's just mean because Vivian had a prosthetic nose and everything. <laughs> <laughs> that's what gave her the extra inch, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. She won it by a nose. <laughs> were she you with her? <laughs> were you um, were you gutted at the time not to have won? No. Did no, you no. think you were going to win? No, I thought I was going to be the bottom. Are you joking? Yeah, no, no. Honestly, when we walked out there, um, you don't see it, but underneath that outfit. 
have like a whole other outfit ready because I was like, if I'm gonna lip sync, I, I can't was lip about sync. to fucking ready. Lip sync wearing a fucking stamp, it was like silky. She was like, I was ready. I was ready. I'm sorry. How did you think you were in the bottom? That's crazy. You never know. You never know what the judges want. And that's the thing. And you can never know on RuPaul's Drag Race. So, and I, I feel like my taste levels are really weird. But sometimes I think I look sick and I look like tonight. No, no, I think I look ugly. Do I look cute? You look amazing. Aww. Love that. Seems, like I said, I have no style and no taste. <laughs> well, sometimes in Drag Race, it's better to um, not win something because then you get everyone telling you for the rest of time that you were robbed. Really, like for episode one, like I don't mind. Like when I was there as well, Vivian was announced. Like, I'm like, we are so happy for all of each other. Like when Vivian won, I was like, yeah, fuck yes, Vivian. Like it's it's so weird watching it and like seeing like the US versus UK because I think like some guy put a tweet up or something. I was just like, I'm like something missed your fierce. Like I'm the best lip syncer. I'm the best queen in the world. I'll turn and look and I'll stab a bitch. And we're like, I'm rubbish McTits. Like, it's, but we're just happy to be there. Like honestly, every single every single challenge, every win, I honestly don't feel that anyone is upset for anyone else. Like we love each other dearly, and when we do cuss each other out, we'll cuss each other out on screen. <laughs> I, I feel like there's just this understanding between you all that you're all part of history and you're in it together. So yeah. there's like camaraderie because it's the first season, and it's like you know that this is going to be a big thing forever. It's going to be mad. Like we're going to be, we are now the season one Drag Race UK girls, and that's it. Like we're not going to change that. We're not going to be like, no, you don't like the season one. We'll get rid of these girls and put under the setting. It's like no, we're, we're season one now, and it's like. It's nice that we have no other, no one else to go to either, so we only have each other. So if we're like bitches to each other, it doesn't help us because at the end of the day, I like I need the help of these girls just as much as I can help them. And we're just really good as a team together. I thought that the British version would be bitchier than the American, really? but I think it's going the opposite way. Oh no, I think like, I Oh you're all just being very fake. No 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 no. We are I think when we are bitchy we do it as like a laugh. Yeah. Like like I said, I said EastEnders never look so glad when Packer walks in. And we just <laughs> chuckle it off because we just cuss each other out all the time. But I think um, in an American audience, they say that. Everyone's just like, oh, it's so shady. But we're just like, nah, you're a dickhead, mate. <laughs> have you had any, um, I think I saw a bit of criticism about your name. Have, oh, yeah. Have you, how, have you been responding to that? <laughs> That's like how that. you respond. Yeah. No, but I'm just like, what's she have to say? Because honestly, my name is purely a reclamation of all like little digs. Little oh, I know things. that. Yeah. And for me, like, it's absolutely fine. So when people like when people come up online, I'd be like. Oh, that made so racist. I was just like, well, you clearly did watch the episode, did you, babe? Like, <laughs> because I go through everything in the show. So, like, I feel like if you watch it, you see my journey as well and that kind of thing. And do you think people are too easily offended these days? I think everyone's allowed to be offended. Yeah. I think uh, if you're offended, it means there's a dialogue that opens. Mm -hmm. Like, um, there was a whole thing on Twitter earlier uh, before with Trisha Paytas. Yeah. I and that. I feel like as a community, we've dealt with that not as best as we can because it's someone basically crying for help and when everyone else is saying you're not trans you're not this but how do you know their experience it's it's a dialogue that we all open and that's why i like my name being something wrong so people can talk about racism yeah i don't think online bullying is ever the answer no, to anything is not it? at all if you can't say something nice don't say anything at all or unfollow them <laughs> I thought you were going to say, oh, sit next to me. That's, that's an old Raja quote. I'll sit next to me and I'll kick your ass. <laughs> and uh, how have you um, enjoyed the response to the show? It's been so positive. It's been incredible. Like, 
honestly, I didn't expect it at all. I didn't expect it even until the first episode was out. And I was just there, like, sat down and watching it on telly. And then I see my Instagram just like, absolutely blow up, my Twitter blow up. <laughs> I haven't seen, like, a negative comment. And when I do, it's normally, girl, your lace line's disgusting. And I was like, block. But, uh, <laughs> that was me who tweeted you that, yeah, I'm sorry. Know, thank you. I'll, I'll, I'll re-add you after that. But, uh, <laughs> but honestly, the, the love's been incredible. And the love for all the girls being incredible. We're all so different. And I think they've done an incredible job picking us guys. I think so, too. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my god, well, you've done fabulous stuff and I can't wait to watch you continue oh on the god, show to shine. Episode two. And I can't wait for when you do have to lip sync and you rip something off by the sun. Rip something it. off. All of it. You'll, you'll see me my dick out just swinging. That'll be my reveal. AR <laughs> Rue. That's something dong then, I think. That's something dong. Some, something long dong. Right. <laughs> okay, this has escalated. My drag daughter's name. Some long dong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for speaking to me. I love you. Have an amazing night. Uh, Sorry, everyone, that that kind of escalated at the end with some ting. We got a bit carried away. (laughs) Ah. Um, Michelle and Graham, uh, we're getting to the judges' deliberations. Michelle and Graham are torn on how Cheryl did, uh, but she decides to quickly throw some ting under the bus. Um, I'm like, some ting's already been made safe, but Cheryl's kind of like trying to distract the judges by pointing out her performance is crap. What do you think of that? I think, you know, she's just being honest. I like an honest queen. Yeah. I like a queen who's not trying to, like, be so nice for the cameras. Well, they're there to make a TV show. Exactly. Bring a bit of drama. Come on. This is something that the fans kind of are annoying about with the show, because some of the fans are like, oh, we want drama. We want to be, like, getting our lives to all these rows. But then when someone does something shady, they're like, oh, we hate them now. Exactly. No, bring the drama. So I like that Shell does that. She says it was more Mariah Scary. And um, we get Michelle... Asking Scaredy if her face is going to be like a cat every week, um, which is kind of presumptuous that she thinks Scaredy is going to be here another week. <laughs> but I like the fact she at least waited till week two for that, because I always remember that Michelle Visage um, asked Dusty Dusty Ray Bottoms if she's going to have her dots oh, every yeah, week. Oh yeah, the dots week one! one. And it was like, you can't ask people if they're going to be doing something every week on week one. It's like... Sorry, I'm shading Michelle a lot today. Clearly, she got to me at the Spectator. <laughs> she <this week>. did! <laughs> Uh, Maisie wishes that Davina had a bigger dagger. And, uh, Good Davina, reply. Davina claps back with, that's a common complaint. I, for me, I can't do Davina's accent, even though she's from the same part of the country as me. <laughs> she's from West Yorkshire as well, and I still can't do her accent. I think British queens as well are quicker on their feet, don't you think? Oh, American definitely. Ones? Exactly, yeah. that's what I'm loving. I think Graham Norton said that in one of his interviews that I read. He said, um, even the unfunny ones are funny. Yeah, exactly. Whereas in America, if, if you get a non-funny queen on drag race, it's kind of it's a painful. battle, isn't it, Ooh. really? Um, then we get a moment that's quite was quite unexpected, I thought. Davina gets emotional. Um, she... She starts crying on stage. She does. Our first tears on the stage. Is it? I didn't think so, no. There was no tears last week. Yeah, you're right. It's the first tears it's on the stage. our first tears on the runway. So we would never have guessed if someone said someone's going to cry this week, it was going to be Davina. Exactly. Would, I would have guessed. I would have guessed Cheryl. Scary. Cheryl, yeah. Actually, yeah. you're right. Um, but she cries. She says, I don't feel I've arrived yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually moral Coronation Street. <laughs> but it really... I actually do wonder if, because Davina was a good actress, as we saw in the challenge, is she faking that? Because it makes her quite likeable. 
Oh, very cynical Susie over here. Hello. Well, I'm actually, if she faked that, I'm impressed because I'm like, what a moment. No, I don't think she faked. I just think she's known as a performer. She said she's not a look queen last week. And so then to kind of flop a bit in a performing challenge, you're a bit like, oh, but this is supposed to be my key week. But I don't think she flopped at all. I think she was in a bad team, but did amazing. And that's what Rue says to her. She says you did amazing. Yeah, but I feel like she, she should have won it. She, I think she, yeah. Do you it, know what I mean? She was like, no, I'm the performer. I'm the one that can do the comedy and the acting. I should have, I should have walked it. And now I feel like I didn't stand out. I get your point. I guess if you're going into it like her, you think there's one acting challenge a season. If I don't win this, that's... Yeah. And what am I here for? Exactly. Because you're not going to win the fashion challenges. <laughs> no, <totally> like it is. <laughs> um, so it's a lot of emotion for safe, but Rue reassures her, which you don't get very often. So Rue, like, usually when you're crying on stage, Rue's reading you for filth, but she's just like, no, you did a good job. Um, Blue says that she's nervous because she's she's not from here. <laughs> I don't know where she is from, from that accent. And she feels alone. And um, Rue says, quite an iconic quote, I think. Three boobs. Zero fucks. <laughs> I think that's a mantra that we can all carry forward. We can. I want that on like a on my wall. I want live laugh. Was it live love laugh? And I want three boobs, zero fucks. What was that saying I tried to make happen earlier? I can't remember it now. The road last that's how memorable it was. <laughs> In what we're calling Untucked, they're all bitching about Cheryl, which is just like 70% of this episode is bitching about they Cheryl. went in on Cheryl this week. Poor little Cheryl. <laughs> they're saying she's bringing uh, the GC, but not Cheryl. So that's a perfect opportunity for me to debut. <gasps> dun, 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 dun. My GC impression. Here we go. How have we got to episode two without a GC impression? <laughs> I love GC. Right, let me go. Here we it. go, people. Here we go. Do you think these fucking cunts are going to pay my mortgage? I've got money. I don't understand. They don't understand. I'm fucking claustrophobic, Darren. I'm claustrophobic. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm sick of playing fucking games. Straighteners are what fucking weirdos use on their hair. That's what you think of me. This hair is fucking frazzled. <laughs> this hair... <laughs> so... This had to be the opportunity I did that because <laughs> I guarantee you someone from this season is going to do GC on Snatch Game. Oh, they have to. And once you do One, someone on Snatch to. Game, then it means that, like, I can't impersonate her anymore because I'll just be copying them, much like my Caitlyn Jenner is impersonating. <laughs> Trinity the Tuck. So, in the Untucked Lounge, enter Cheryl, as Ashley Cole used to say, and, hey. she, and she immediately draws attention by conf confessing all to some ting. So do you admire the fact that she, she just told her what she did? Yeah, I think that's braver. Let's not try and cover it up. Let's not try and hide the shade. Let's just come out with it. That's true. Because on Drag Race, a lot of times, when you get the reunions at the end, the things that a lot of queens are upset about is that they saw something on TV that they weren't aware of till they saw it. Exactly. So it's kind of a good idea to just be like, listen, I just fucking bitched about you. And yeah. that's that. And something takes it very well. She, I mean, she doesn't really seem to give a shit at all, does she? Well, I think she accepts it, don't she? Yeah. She, um, and, so do you agree with Vinegar and Viv? Is Cheryl not being herself? She's being faking it? Well, I do think that, but I didn't really know who, what Cheryl was like, so I didn't know if that was her real personality. But they, I think a few of the girls have spent time with yeah, her Yeah, worked with her, exactly. So it reminds me of, when did this happen? Oh, it was Laganja, wasn't it, in season six? Did I say it wrong? Laganja. No, I felt very attacked. I felt very attacked. They were like, Adore had, was close friends with her before the show, and she said, like, you don't talk like this. You're putting this on for Drag Race. And then um, it seems like Cheryl's going down the same path. But in fairness to Cheryl, unlike Laganja, she just opens up to it and she says, yeah, I've not been myself. I've been overwhelmed. 
Everyone's very overwhelmed this episode. I'm overwhelmed by how much there is to talk about. Um, can you relate to this? Have there ever been periods where you couldn't be your authentic self? Yeah, I think, you know what? I think she's come on this TV show. You know I'm Cheryl's defence attorney, don't you? <laughs> I really am. I really, I just feel like, you know, you've come to the show, you're, she's trying to get as much airtime as possible. She's trying to be a big character because she knows quiet ones just, you know, fall by the wayside in drag yeah, race. Yeah. So I get the intention, but it is coming across like you're just doing impressions of other queens and copying mm-hmm. other queens instead of just being a big character. But I don't, I don't want to attack her for like, oh, she's just trying to be a big character. It's like, yeah, that's what you have to do on Drag Race. Absolutely. Otherwise, you've got the, you're like... Absolutely. Absolutely. I say pretending to be someone else. <laughs> but do you, uh, as a comedian, do you like find that often, sometimes you have to avoid falling into the trap of kind of impersonating someone that you admire? Oh, 100%. Yeah. When I first started, I was doing Alan Carr. <laughs> I bet you have done that. <laughs> hey. um, yeah, you do that thing of like, you repeat their, like the way they tell jokes, their rhythm, and you just eyes like, be like that, and it's about... I think most comedians do that. And then you Definitely. find your own voice. It's the same with writing as well. I think if you're reading a book and you enjoy, it's quite hard not to start doing a poor impression of it. But um, that's one of the main messages I actually like about Drag Race. It teaches you that kind of, that you're unique and that's you should offer up yourself. Exactly. More than, more than anything else. Um, so we get more tears. Blue's crying. She gets emotional. My favourite lines yes. is, I feel so boring. <laughs> and the Viv goes, babe, you're sitting there with free tits. <laughs> That is iconic. <laughs> <laughs> Only in the world of Drag Race could you be boring with three tits. <laughs> You're just not bringing enough. <laughs> Four tits would have been amazing. Exactly. Um, I love that Scaredy says in a confessional, because um, she thinks she's in the bottom two, she's like, oh, I'm shitting myself. I'm like, so basically this means every episode of Drag Race Scaredy Cat has appeared on, she has said she's shitting herself. herself. <laughs> she's shitting herself in the first mini challenge and she's shitting herself now. So that's her brand. Babes. Get a bit of an odium in you. No, 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 what do you have when you shit yourself? To constipate yourself. Senecot. I never shit myself. I'm, gonna, I'm plugging all the brands today. Plug. Call me hot. <laughs> you need a hot plug. Call me Holland and Barrett. Do you know what I mean? Our new sponsors. Emodia. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Oh my God. This has really gone downhill. Um, and now we have the lip sync. Lip sync. Um, obvi- obviously we have Scaredy versus Blue. Um, do you think that was the right call? Yeah. No, I agree with the judges. Definitely scared. She was whiny, she was one note, and Blue Aww. just didn't stand out. Um, I didn't quite know what that character was. I didn't... Well, I'm like an acting coach. Who is your character? <laughs> I didn't quite get the backstory. I didn't think Blue was that bad. I really... Who would you put in the bottom two then? And I think she just would have... I think Scaredy was definitely in the bottom, and then I, I thought Cheryl was quite bad. She I didn't keep... pop. She, I thought she had the voice down. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I don't know if she fully committed to it. Well, I don't think any of them did. So I don't think the bottom two is that controversial. Oh, you're on the five-way lip sync, would you? Oh, do you think we'll get that? No. Oh my God, that would no. be... Yeah, it's too it's soon been... after... It's too soon. Too and soon. the last one didn't really work, did it? Hashtag too soon. It was a bit of a um, hot mess, really. Uh, the lip sync song is Bananarama Venus. She's got it. I do love it, Bananarama. Robert De Niro's waiting... <laughs> So that wasn't Spotify, that was me, people. So, lawyers back off, that was a bad Oh. Um, I find it a bit of an underwhelming song, because, I mean, we all know it from shaving adverts these days, don't we? <laughs> yeah. And I just, I admire the fact that Drag Race are really trying to stick to British songs. I do. But I just don't think they're picking the right songs No, yet. they're not picking campy enough songs, are they? No, that's exactly right. Not campy. Oh, God, we think Bananarama's not campy. What do we want? <laughs> so what would your choices be for British? Do you know um, what, came, what came on my Spotify the other day? What? Bag It Up, Jerry Halliwell. 
bag it up. You know, she's a uh, guest judge this season. She is. And they don't do a Jerry song in front of Jerry. What is the point of Drag Race? And you're right, Bag It Up is the perfect bag song. Bag it up. Oh, oh my God, that would be so good. If they do It's Raining Men, I'll be really disappointed. Oh, so do It's Raining Men. That is her biggest hit. Or at least a bit of Michiko Latino. I was just about to say one of my favourite songs of all time, and I'm not fucking joking about this. This is serious. Is Michiko Latino. Oh, my God. That video, that song... That vibe. Oh, that that's, impact. That Spanish verse <gasps> is the reason I have a degree Chico in Spanish. Chico Latino, Tatino, Tatsin, Tournament, Casino, USA, Domino, a Cappuccino, a Tampino. Oh my God, I thought Penelope Cruz was there. What's I think, going on? I think there's a Cappuccino in the middle. In my head, I know the words to that, but I know none of those words were right. <laughs> So oh, please that. do a Jerry. <gasps> Sorry, Jerry Horner. Sorry, I'm misnaming her. I absolutely I'm dead naming she... her. <laughs> dead naming Jerry. I hate that she's changed her last name. I know Horner's not got quite refuse. No. So my choices for British lip syncs are Wuthering Heights, which is one of my favorite songs of all time as well. Iconic. Totally Clips of the Heart. Anything by Sugar Babes. I love Sugar. Oh Babes. my God! Yes. Um, Superstar by Jamelia. Oh, interesting. Dun, 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 dun. And um, Rachel Stevens. Sweet dreams, my LA. Because those are like songs that would never be on the American show. Exactly, that's what you want. Yeah, you want ones. Because some of our songs, like, obviously Adele's British, but you could easily get an Adele. Yeah, or Dua Lipa, the one last week that could have been on American. That should be on no show. How I feel about that, don't mention it, it's triggering. (laughs) So, what do we think of the performance, the lip sync? A little messy. It's quite erratic. It is very erratic. I wasn't quite sure. At one point, um, Blue was doing like a cat impression. <laughs> and it was like, okay, she's not dressed as a cat. All the song is about a cat. And she's lip syncing against Scaredy Cat. Who yeah, like a cat. who is a cat. It was a bit weird. I felt like she jumped to give that moment of like, she's going into a split, but she actually can't do a split. So she just jumped on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, desperation. Yeah, I feel like Scaredy Cat went down a comedic route. And oh I my f- God, with that temple. Was it the little temple move she did? What was that to go with? It was like, Mountain top. She did it all the time. I was like, I trademarked that little mountain top move. <laughs> That's what I'm doing next time I'm at. So I feel like neither really sold it, but I feel like I um uh the scaredy cat one for me. Oh really? I mean it's close because neither of them impress. I mean it could really be a double yeah, session. It could be it's just they get I'm mean, fair, the effort was there. They did put it wasn't a Charlie Hyde Absolutely, no effort. Yeah. But the song is quite sexy. And they gave it a bit of a I don't know, it was a bit flou- like flouncing all over the place. I feel like um, Blue got saved maybe because they saw more potential in her. Because this is Scaredy's first performance as well, let's yeah. not forget. I have to say I would have saved Blue. I disagree with you. We disagree on the podcast. <laughs> Should we take this outside? Should we say this outside? <laughs> I would have saved Blue. Um, well, yeah, there's not much in it. And um, <laughs> Rue explains Sachet and Shantae I know, you're right. We're not dumb, babe. <laughs> Not silly. Yeah, we're gonna get that every week. I know, and I'm illiterate, but I can, <laughs> I can I, listen. I feel like because we in Britain are all drunks, she just assumes that like our memory is all gone. <laughs> and she um, <gasps> this is something. She tells Scaredy we haven't seen the last of you before she tells her to sashay away. Which, Ooh, if you shadow, yeah, she said that in season two to Shangela. <gasps> when Shangela went home first and we all saw what happened with Shangela so I think that Scaredy is being lined up to return for season two dun, 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 dun. and a, even more dramatic um, predictions I think she's going to be cast on season two 
with her girlfriend, Pussy, who is a bio queen. Look and at they, you with the conspiracy theories. And they're going to be the first couple to ever compete on the what? show. Look at the conspiracy going on here. Oh my God, guys, the tension in the room right now. I've just blown everyone's mind. You Even have. Moon is clutching her pearls. But yeah, I think they're going to compete as a couple. And I think, because I think the show is under a lot of pressure to cast a bio queen. And I think that introducing them as part of a package with a queen already known will be a palatable way of doing that. Oh, look at you. This is why got this it all worked out, babes. Oh my God. And it's not going to happen. I'm going to have to eat humble pie. <laughs> look um, at that fan theory. <laughs> um, although not the first couple on the show, Brangy, but Brangy got together on the show. So they'd be the first couple to enter as a as couple. couple. That didn't make no sense. And they're going to do the lip sync t- They'll, they'll contrive it so there's a lip sync against each other. If oh, a couple competes, they will have to lip sync. That's just a given, isn't it? Are you going to miss Scaredy Cat? No. Oh, all right. There uh, we go. <laughs> nope. I, Full I, stop. I like Scaredy. I like every queen on the show. So there's no one that I'm like, want to leave. But to me, to be honest, now that they're gone, you can say it's Gothy and Scaredy just seemed very much from the cast reveal as obvious early outs. So as much as I enjoyed getting to know them on screen and hope they... Um, put out more content in future so we can get to know them. It does feel kind of like now they're gone that the real competition begins for me. Oh, there well the shade of it all. <laughs> now they're gone. Now we've got the <laughs> fodder out of the way. Bloody yeah, alright. Sorry. So we've been nice on this podcast, but there we go. We love you. Now the actual competition begins. They didn't have a lot of um performing experience and realistically without performing experience you're not gonna go that far in drag race. That's the team. I will say Although Valentina, actually. Um did one of my favourite looks. I just think she was a great looking queen. And I think compared to some of the others, I'm gonna miss seeing her runways. Which look is one of your favourites? I love the Avia look. It wasn't on brand, it wasn't on a theme, but I loved it. Wow, I think and I love the Wiltshire look last year with all the forest, the little wood nymphs. Last year. <laughs> last year. <laughs> it's been such a long it's week. It's been a long week. The, the Colleen Rooney really took it out of me. Um, yeah, no, I'm going to miss Scaredy's runways. I think she was a good runway queen. And I think a lot of, you know, maybe like vinegar is not really bringing the runway. Davina's yeah. not going to bring the runway. So I'm going to miss the run. But, you know, the performance wise, she wasn't bringing it. I think you're right. I think in a few years she could be like a Violet Tchotchke maybe. But, exactly. So maybe next year if she comes back with a bit of Rue Girl money, we might be seeing more of that. Um, she does quite a, a amazing exit line, doesn't she? Oh, amazing. She said, uh, not bad for a first gig, because this is her first gig. It is. Gig. Can you imagine? So it's a great reference to that. And then um, backstage she says, you don't have to be gay to do this. And a cat has nine lives. <laughs> So she gives quite a good exit, I think. think? I like a queen who builds a brand. She's sticking on the cat theme. I like it. Everything, bring a cat pun, bring a feline joke. Loving it. I'm surprised we haven't had a cat themed drag queen before, really. Do you know what I've, a dream of mine is, not that I'm going to compete on Drag Race, but would just love to come out in full Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman geese. <gasps> I reckon the only reason that oh hasn't God. happened is maybe trademarking. I don't know. Sometimes oh, yeah, trademarks maybe. are funny. But it's such... I mean, to me, that, that was iconic. my... Oh, I love The bat flips in the shop. <gasps> yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, that's quite sexual. We love you, Michelle Pfeiffer. We know you're listening. We do. I love Michelle Pfeiffer <laughs> so listening. much. Maybe a big fan of a, the podcast. Maybe we should do a... Um, what do you call it? A fan part of Michelle Pfeiffer. She was baby steps, baby steps, baby steps, guys. We need to do that Welsh separatist podcast first. <laughs> oh no, oh dear. Um, we actually do have an interview with Skeddy Cat, but I'm not um, including it in the podcast. I'll explain why. So I listened back to it yesterday, and it was done at a party, not the Attitude Awards, and um, right. the audio Parties. was so bad that I just think 
it is not worth including. I don't want to inflict that on you guys. Madonna's Express Yourself was playing really loudly in the background, and that is a great song, but um, I think, actually, yeah, we'd get sued for even including it. <laughs> was so. she gorgeous in real life, though? Was she all done up? She looked, well, she looked like, uh, like she looked, so yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> she was doing signature scaredy cat look. She was very sweet, and I got to meet Pussy as well. Not usually a fan of Pussy, but I did enjoy meeting her bio queen girlfriend. She's oh. very sweet. And then we get a snippet of next week's episode, which is car boot sale drag. I love car boot sales. I would have killed this challenge. <laughs> I love a car boot oh, sale. Charlie, your face just lit up. Oh there. my God, I love a car boot sale. Get, me and my mum used to get up at like 6.30am, what's the rugby club? Love a boot sale. I love that we've established twice on the podcast how poor you're from. <laughs> Pizza Express and car boot sales. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this yeah. is my kind of challenge. I would have smashed it. <laughs> oh, we can't wait to get into that next week. But um, I was surprised at first because obviously that's a design challenge and we had a fashion challenge last week, but that was stuff they brought from home. Yeah. And this they're going to have to make. So this is quite a scary week because... I have a feeling a lot of our queens won't be able to fucking sew. Yeah, I mean, I love her. Is bag going to be able to sew? I very, very Is Vinna going to be able to sew? No. I feel like, well, probably Scaredy was probably one of the ones who could. Exactly. And they gone. Um, so, where are we now? Um, oh, yeah, so we're wrapping up now. We've we are. It. End of the episode. End of episode two. Yes, but I have a few extra shout-outs before we go. Um, so I want to shout-out to Creative Electric. Cocktails, Cock Talk. Is it Cocktails and Cock Talk? Cocktails and Cock Talk. amazing and, blog. Yeah. Amanda at Pitch Clinic. Sunil and Jack Cross. Happy 30th birthday to you both. Oh, God, I'm just out of the rages. Our friends at RPDR Drag Race, U- Drag Race Rue UK. Fucking hell, that's a mouthful. Follow them on Instagram, guys. Yes, please do. And I'll say it better next week. Ruby Violet. Nikki Boy. Amy Levy. Andrea1641. Barney UK, Dancing with the Devil, Cecily Tension, and Ollie Michaels 96. We love you all and thank you for the we support. We do love you all. Thank you so much, guys. And um, we really want you all to keep listening, keep following, and most importantly, share. <laughs> that was the share impression. That was the worst share impression. Oh! I'm an Oscar heard... winner, bitch! <laughs> Thank God you just redeemed yourself then. What was that before? I thought you was doing... Yeah, I was doing the... Um, a blowfish. What do you call it? The vocoder. Oh. I genuinely thought you was doing like an underwater fish. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? I'm fishy. What's the <laughs> saying? You're doing fish realness. So, guys, um, do, do follow us on Instagram at United yeah. Queendom Podcast. And do a story. If you love the podcast, do a little story and we'll, we'll repost a story. I want to hear your feedback. And can you also tag Charlie in it as well? Because what's your social? My social. I'm on Instagram at charlievalentine underscore x. Please tag me in everything because I don't do this for the love of drag race. I do this purely for attention. <laughs> so please give me all the attention. And what is our United Queendom social? At United Queendom podcast on Instagram. I don't know why I can't remember because it's really easy to. Remember. I know it's a hard one. <laughs> really a lot of syllables. <laughs> Uh, you know, please do a story, do a cheeky story. We'll repost you. Send us a DM. Tell us what you like. If you don't like it, piss off. <laughs> if you call us perverted, piss off. <laughs> um, oh, one very important thing. The first person who's listening to this podcast who posts our new episode on Monday onto the Drag Race uh, Reddit sub 
will get a special, special, special shout out next week. So please share it on there because um, I may have been banned from self for self-promoting on there. Uh, <laughs> but we do want to share it with everyone on Reddit. And also, as well as our episode on Monday, which is recapping the show, we're also going to be releasing an episode every Thursday now, which is going to be a collection of just interviews and extra funny bits from the show, so you can get double the fun. God, that was really cheesy. Double the fun. I love double fun. <laughs> double it's my favourite thing. Right, I think... Right, did we get everything? Yeah, we did everything. Thank you for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. Click. Click it out. Click it out. Click. Say bye, Moon. Bye. <laughs> this is a thing, guys. It's a thing. United Queendom.